The Graphic Histories Podcast. Hey, it's that time again, time for the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayette, and I'm your host. Thanks to Ukula the Mock for our theme song, Superpowers, and thank you for tuning in to another fun-filled, action-packed edition of the show. Uh, today, we will be talking about Leonard Snart, a long-standing Flash villain, uh, featured most recently in the Legends of Tomorrow TV show and the Arrow and Flash TV shows, uh, but definitely a... a long-standing part of DC Comics history, particularly when it comes to the Flash's rogue gallery, which we'll learn about as we get into the episode. So I hope your week is going well. Mine has been pretty good. It has been a crazy snowfall here today, as I'm recording this on the Tuesday before the episode goes out. So if anything, you know, blows up between now and then, I don't know about it. Well, Saturday Andre won't know about it. Regular Andre will, but but podcast Andre will be in the dark. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to thank some of the uh, feedback I've gotten from some of the fans of the show. I've got a little bit here and there. Um, I'd asked a question about whether, you know, perhaps I should retool the format into just interviews, and I've had a little bit of pushback saying that people like the regular episodes, which I was surprised because, I don't know, who's listening, right? So it's nice when people reach out and tell you that they are and that they want more the ravenous, if you will. So uh, I appreciate that feedback, and I will continue to keep this format for the time being uh, because it's nice to know that people like it as it is. Um, just recently watched the new TV show Resident Alien based on a graphic novel from DC, I believe, uh, which is one of their, not their regular kind of comics universe. It's um, like one an offshoot, one of their, like not, not a superhero comic. It's just, um, you know, a standalone kind of series they do on their own uh which is pretty cool actually like the first episode was pretty good i mean you know i i I haven't read the original graphic novel yet and i've heard good things about it i just uh you know going in as a layman who doesn't know much about the show um you know sort of jumping in on a procedural kind of show based around an alien masquerading as a human doctor in a small town in alaska i believe or somewhere up that way i think it must be alaska um, yeah, and it's interesting, very interesting. I like the first episode. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to me. I'd, I'd like to see where it goes, and I've heard people say it's you know departs quite differently from the graphic novel, which is a shame. Uh, but um, you know, sometimes they need to do that to appeal to a mass audience or to make something that has a little more staying power than the graphic novel. Although, from what I understand, the graphic novel's been out for quite a while. It's got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five trades out, uh, or mini-series is out based that have been in, uh, collected in a trade form. So, yeah, I mean, hey, if you like a kind of fun procedural crime show with a little different spin, it might be for you. Uh, and I was wrong earlier. The comic is from Dark Horse, so nice creator-owned comic by Peter Hogan. 
And I don't normally, or haven't yet, delved into any of the characters from things beyond the Marvel and DC universe, but, you know, Dark Horse might be a fun one to get into. You know, there are lots of side characters in Hellboy and some of those properties, Image as well, like Savage Dragon, those guys, that would be might be interesting to get into sometime. So maybe I will delve outside of my box, my comfort zone in the future. If you have anybody you want to see me do, you know, drop me an email or, or a message, and I will see what I can do. All right, I am a bit buried with the regular work. I am preparing for my wife's birthday on Thursday, so I'm going to cut this one a little shorter. This isn't a super long episode. It's a little longer than last week's, which was quite short, as Agatha Harkness, as you know, does not have a long history. But uh, Leonard Snart has a pretty detailed history in the DC Universe. So, uh, whoa, <laughs> my tongue lost itself there. All right, so yes, enjoy today's episode, Leonard Snart. Captain Cold. Leonard Snart was raised by an abusive father and took refuge with his grandfather, who worked in an ice truck. When his grandfather died, the boy grew tired of his father's abuse and set out to start a criminal career joining up with a group of small-time thieves and planning out a robbery. Each was issued a gun and a visor to protect their eyes against the flashes of gunfire. This visor design would later be adapted by Snart into his trademark costume. In recent years, he has added a radio receiver to them, which picks up the police band to monitor local law enforcement. Leonard and the other thugs were captured by the Flash and imprisoned. After his failure, our subject decided to go solo, but knew he had to do something about the local hero who would foil his future endeavors. Snart read an article that theorized that the energy emissions of a cyclotron could interfere with the Flash's speed. He designed a weapon to harness that power and broke into a cyclotron lab, intending to use the device to charge up his experimental gun. As he was finishing his experiment, a security guard surprised Snart. Intending to use his gun only to scare the guard, he inadvertently pulled the trigger and discovered that his weapon had been altered in a way he had never imagined. The moisture in the air around the guard froze. Intrigued by this twist of fate, Snart donned a parka in the aforementioned visor and declared himself to be Captain Cold, the man who mastered Absolute Zero. Leonard then committed a series of non-lethal crimes, on one occasion placing the city in suspended animation in an attempt to force Iris West to marry him as he had fallen in love with her when he saw her from his prison cell. But the Flash got through a wall of ice and was able to reverse the process. He later fell in love with a newscaster and competed with Heatwave, in his first appearance, over her in a crime spree, but they were both beaten by the Flash in turn. But after Barry Allen's death during the Crisis of Infinite Earths, Captain Cold became a bounty hunter with his sister Lisa, also known as the Golden Glider. During the events of the Underworld Unleashed, Captain Cold lost his soul to Neuron, but Wally West brought it back to the land of the living. He soon returned to crime, this time a member of Wally's rogue gallery. The rogues, had been first assembled when another Flash foe, the super-intelligent Gorilla Grodd, had broken them out of jail to distract the Scarlet Speedster. The Golden Glider had abandoned her bounty hunter career and had started partnering with a series of thugs who she dressed in a costume armed with a copy of Captain Cold's signature cold gun and called Chillbane. Already distraught over the death of her lover, the top, it seemed that the supposed death of her brother pushed her over the edge. But the last Chillbane was a little smarter and more vicious. He murdered the Golden Glider, prompting Captain Cold to hunt him down, torture him, and kill him by freezing his outer layer of skin, and then pushing him off a high-rise building. 
Not long after that, Snart was framed by a new incarnation of Mr. Element. He used his Element gun to simulate Cold's gun, using ice and cold to murder several police officers before Captain Cold and the Flash discovered who was actually responsible. With the death of his sister and having killed Chilbane and Mr. Element in vengeance, Cold had once again become an unrepentant criminal. However, during a confrontation with Brother Grimm, Cold actually worked with Wally West to defeat the powerful magic user, although this was mainly because he and Mirror Master had been betrayed by Grimm and wanted revenge. Captain Cold was eventually declared the leader of the Flash's rogue gallery. His skill and experience have made him a strong leader to the likes of the Weather Wizard, the Trickster, the Mirror Master, and the new Captain Boomerang. Leonard seems to have taken the young Captain Boomerang under his wing, after the elder Boomerang was recently killed. Tabloids rumored that Captain Cold's sister, the Golden Glider, was Boomerang's mother, making him Captain Cold's nephew. This turned out to be false. However, as the new Boomerang's mother has been revealed to be Maloney Thon, who is also the mother of Bart Allen. Despite his more ruthless nature as of late, Captain Cold's heart is not completely frozen, evidenced by having sent flowers to honor Sue Dibney, the murdered wife of the elongated man. Traditionally, Captain Cold is driven by three things, money, women, and the desire to beat Barry Allen. Although not the lecher that Captain Boomerang was, Leonard Snart has an eye for the ladies, particularly models. He has teamed up with various villains over the years, other than the many rogues in the Flash's gallery. These include Catwoman and the Secret Society of Supervillains. His favorite baseball team is revealed to be the Houston Astros. In the 2006 One Year Later storyline, he and several other rogues are approached by Inertia with a plan to kill the Flash, who was currently at that time Bart Allen. Though Inertia was defeated, Captain Cold Weather Wizard, Heatwave, Mirror Master, and Abracadabra killed Bart with a combined barrage of their elemental weapons. He, Heatwave, and Weather Wizard seem to express guilt, however, after learning the identity of the Flash and how young he actually was. In the 2008 miniseries Final Crisis Rogue's Revenge, Captain Cold and the Rogues briefly join Lieber's Secret Society of Supervillains. In Final Crisis Rogue's Revenge story, however, Cold and the rest of the Rogues reject Lieber's offer, wanting to stay out of the game. Before they can retire, they hear of inertia escaping and decide to stick around long enough to get revenge for being used. Cold and his group are challenged by a new set of rogues, formed by Libra to be their replacements. The new group, having kidnapped Cold's father, challenge the rogues and are defeated and killed. Cold goes to his father, talking to him about the abuse he suffered and the fate of his sister. After the elder Snart insults him and his mother, calling them weak, Cold punches him but finds himself unable to kill him, instead having his friend Heatwave do it for him. The rogues have their confrontation with Inertia, despite interference by Zoom and Libra, and kill their target. Libra then reveals that he needs the rogues because Barry Allen has returned from the dead, and the Flash are potential threats to him and Darkseid. Though shocked by the news that Allen is alive, Cold still rejects his offer of membership. After regrouping, Cold and the other rogues agree not to retire, claiming that the game, as they say, is back on. In the 2009 The Flash Rebirth miniseries, Captain Cold is seen with the other rogues reading about Barry Allen's return and claiming that they would need more of the rogues. The group are still debating Allen's return, with Cold saying it's time to pull out their contingency plan that the original Mirror Master, Sam Scudder, came up with. Finding a large mirror in an old hideout labeled in case the Flash returns break glass, following that instruction they discover the glass is actually a slow-acting poison that they attempt to use against the Scarlet Speedster. In the 2009-2010 A Blackest Night storyline, the rogues realize that the bodies of various dead rogues are missing and prepare to fight them. Captain Cold knows that his sister, the Golden Glider, is among the reanimated Black Lanterns, but is still ready to lead the rogues against the zombies. 
He's confronted by the Black Lantern Glider, who attempts to use his feelings of love for her against him. However, Captain Cold manages to suppress those emotions long enough for him to fight back, freezing her within a block of ice. He subsequently kills Owen Mercer by throwing him into a pit with his Black Lantern father, when he learns that the young Captain Boomerang had been feeding people to his father in the belief that consuming flesh would restore him to life, informing his former protege that rogues do not kill women and children. In the timeline of the 2011 company-wide reboot of all superhero titles known as the New 52, Captain Cold is reintroduced as a younger man than in the previous timeline, and now with his rogues lives with a code to never kill. His origin remains the same, however. His sister Lisa has not been the Golden Glider, is instead dying of cancer. Upon learning that the hospital does not have enough energy to power a laser that could save her life because of an EMP seemingly caused by the Flash, Cold blames him for everything that has happened to him, including a falling out with the rogues, and decides to break the rules of their game and kill the Flash. Captain Cold has undergone experiments that have given him ice-based metahuman powers, including the ability to slow down the molecules around him, creating a field of inertia that reduces the Flash's speed to human level, allowing Captain Cold to touch him and effortlessly beat him. After freeing the trickster and attending the meeting at the Justice League Watchtower, the rogues return to Central and Keystone City, only to see that both have been destroyed by Gorilla Grodd. Grodd returns to Central City during the Eclipse, while a ceremony commemorating the Flash between the humans and gorillas is occurring. Grodd proceeds to take control of Central City as its king and renames it Gorilla City. Cold sees the city cops tied up from Grodd and proceeds to free them. He then asks Mirmaster to help him get to the hospital where his sister is being held in order to check on her. While there, the crime syndicate of America sent Black Bison, Hyena, Multiplex, Plastique, and Typhoon to finish Grodd's work and destroy the hospital. The rogues are able to hold them off, only to be interrupted by Deathstorm and Power Ring, who are sent by Ultraman to deal with the rogues for resisting the crime syndicate's offer to join them. After battling Deathstorm and Power Ring, Deathstorm attacks Captain Cold and is able to extract his freezing powers from his DNA. Mirror Master attempts to get the rogues out through the mirror world, but Power Ring destroys the mirror, causing the rogues to be separated. Captain Cold ends up at Luther's mansion and his Kryptonian clone's location, where they are also joined by Black Manta, who has retrieved Black Adam from the ocean. Luther realizes that with the help of his clone, Black Adam, Captain Cold, and Black Manta, he may be able to stop the crime syndicate. Captain Cold and the rest of the squad, now joined by Batman, Catwoman, Sinestro, and Deathstroke, infiltrate the Fallen Watchtower, where Black Manta kills the Outsider, and Cold proceeds to shatter Johnny Quick's right leg, after having frozen the molecules in it with his cold gun. He then amassed the hooded prisoner, brought over from Earth-3, revealing it to be Alexander Luther, who is their version of Shazam, Mazaz, who states he will kill them all. After defeating the crime syndicate, Captain Cold is pardoned by the U.S. government and becomes a member of the Justice League, along with Lex Luthor. Snart and the Rogues first made a cameo appearance in the once-again-rebooted continuity of DC's Rebirth storylines. They are seen fleetingly watching a news report about the many newly-created speedsters appearing throughout the city in The Flash number 3. Snart quips that it is time for the Rogues to leave Central City for a while. Visually, the Rogues still seem to be based on their new 52 appearances in this cameo, though when Snart later appears in one of Flash's memory flashbacks, he has resorted to an even older look. He and the other Rogues retain these costumes in their later appearances. Snart and the rogues make their first full-length appearance in The Flash number 15, where they are attempting to steal a valuable golden statue of the god Mercury from the small island nation of Corto Maltese. The Flash arrives to stop them, but they turn out to be constructs of Mirror Master Laid so that the rogues can commit a crime spree in Central City. Catherine Cole reveals that he has been working on, in his absence from the city, a black ice gun 
that uses the anti-speed force weaponry of the terrorist group Black Hole, combined with his regular freeze gun. After a fight, the Goldman Glider had a chance to kill the Flash, but was talked out of it by her fellow rogues. Despite the setback, Flash manages to finally beat Snart and the rest of the rogues without killing them. By the end of the Flash number 17, Snart appears to be ready to take over Iron Heights from the more neophyte villains, including Papercut. In the Watchmen sequel Doomsday Clock, Captain Cold and his fellow rogues are among the villains that attend the underground meeting held by the Riddler that talks about the Superman theory. Straddling the line between good and evil that usually dips towards the mischievous, Leonard Snart remains a charismatic addition to the Flash's rogue gallery and is sure to be an icy thorn in the side of the Scarlet Speedster in the years to come. There you have it, the graphic history of Leonard Snart, a.k.a. Captain Cold. All right, I'm going to cut this one a little shorter, not give you the super long (laughs) outro version as I have some work to get done. However, tune in next week to listen about the graphic history of Monica Rambeau, also known as Captain Marvel, also known as Pulsar, also known as Spectrum and a variety of other names, which we will get into in that episode. Uh, most recently, she has appeared in the WandaVision TV show, joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe, being the daughter of Captain Marvel's friend from the original Captain Marvel movie, now grown up and working for S.W.O.R.D. So we're going to learn a bit about her hit com- comic book history and you know where she's been, where she's going, and all that jazz. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Graphic Histories Podcast. My name is Andre Mayet. It's been a real pleasure, and I will see you next week.